0: Hello and welcome once again to Wrestling Memories on Pioneer 90.1 FM, online at radionorthland.org. And don't forget, you can check us out live on TuneIn. And don't forget, our SoundCloud page, Radio Northland, you can get through every episode of Wrestling Memories. Ten plus years of them Wrestling Memories, by the way. I'm Glenn Broggett, along with my host, way down there deep in the heart of Texas. My guest, Mike McCurdy. And, Mike, it's so good to have you, the Grizzled Vet, or a.k.a. Grizzle Wiz, back in the house. And how is uh, the Grizzle Wiz brand doing, and how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, enjoying the weather. The last few days has been, you know, very nice, kind of like, you know, in the 70s. So it's like, oh, right now it's raining. So Beautiful. it's been comfortable. I've been able to sit outside, you know. I like to sit outside every once in a while and enjoy a good book. You know, haven't been able to do that during the summer when it's like, you know, 110. So I'm kind of getting back into the swing, you know, when it's not raining, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are you reading these days? What's in the Mike McCurdy Book Club?
1: Uh, right now I'm reading Todd is God, uh, the Todd Gordon book. Oh. I have a whole, like, pile of, like, wrestling books to go through. And I, I, I hate, don't hate me for this. Um, I will be reading the Britney Spears book.
0: Okay, hey, hey, you you you, you were honest enough to let that happen. You 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 admitted it. That's okay. The first step is admitting it. Now you're going to enjoy it cuz you know it's going to be a tabloid romp but through her life, but it's through her words, I mean. Yeah, I mean, after all, she gave him a lot of sizzle with the the promotion with all the stuff that was uh that was taken out of the book uh, to promote it, but anyway, yeah, it's it, it kept, it's it's selling over a million copies whether it's a hardcover or a Kindle version. So uh, come on, people are reading and buying and even doing the audiobook too as well on Audible. That That's amazing. People are actually going towards books in whatever form. That, that, that's good stuff. But Mike, you know, what a difference a week makes here in the world of professional wrestling. We were talking about, um, of course, the uh, latest to, to get a big television deal or so it seemed, we were talking, uh, of course, and just you know, find, you know, letting our uh, you know, sharing our opinions about what we thought about the NWA and, and Billy Corgan signing that deal or getting this uh, big deal with the CW network for two programs, and boy, Mike, what a difference a week makes uh, when we, as far as uh, what happened with that story. Again, it's always a stay tuned thing in pro wrestling, but wow, I didn't think the turnaround would be that fast.
1: Yeah, it all seemed to kind of just come to a head real fast. Uh, There's the, what they're now referring to it as the Samhain Coke spot, which is just an amazing way to call it. Uh, CW officials were not happy with that. Um, Then all of a sudden we hear NXT is talking with them, and now all of a sudden NXT, October 2024, NXT will be broadcast on the CW. Which pretty much means, don't think the NWA will be sharing airwaves with... uh, the wwe i'm pretty sure that's not gonna happen
0: no and then when you heard talk about when you heard uh, talk, about, you heard talk it, about it my when you heard talk about the deal though. when it when it, when the, the, this whole thing uh, came out about that what happened with the the coke spot at the last uh pay-per-view but when it came out then it went from the, the the network to the cw app and then it was like then this whole wwe nxt thing came into play so it really again that that moved quick as well
1: that was very quick. Um, I honestly think that NWA might have been a plan B in case NXT didn't happen through. Mm-hmm. And then when the whole spot happened on the pay-per-view, then that just kind of amped up the talks with, uh, with WWE. That, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I am not an insider. I don't have like you know all the knowledge, but that's my opinion. I mean, think NWA might have been a B thing, and then it looked like that was going to be more the reality. And then you know, James Mitchell and cocaine, Gibson strippers and lo and behold, the NFC has a new home in
0: October. <laughs> yeah. It's just a crazy, uh, weird journey as to how all of this kind of, kind of played out. And uh, yeah. And, and again, for something that, I mean, w- the thing was they, they were, the defense was that it was on a pay-per-view. They didn't think it would be a big deal. Boy, that's a hell of a risk, to, and especially when you consider how many buys were made of this. That's a hell of a risk for, for that many buys when you have a bigger thing on the horizon. So a bit of, again, we can't, we're not in his shoes, but from our the outside looking in, that just seems like such a real questionable move. Maybe one that maybe wouldn't have happened if there would have been some more intervention or anything. Again, we're only playing and spitballing here. Fantasy, our own sort of angle on it. But I mean, there was just a lot, lot that kind of went into that as well.
1: Well, yeah. Um, maybe there needs to be a little bit more creative control. Story is the Corgan approved the segment. It is pay per view, yet you want to get people, what it seems kind of like an odd throwaway <laughs> thing to do, even on a pay per view. It's not like they were advertising it, you know, come see James Mitchell, you know, whatever. So it was just a spot. So if you weren't watching the show, you wouldn't have seen it. You wouldn't have known about it ahead of time to order the show. So I don't know where the, except to further the characters. That's the only thing that can
0: come up. With. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for something that was just so nothing, you know, it's, yeah, of all the things. But look, we're going to go back in time and talk, well, I guess we're going to talk about something that was NWA, a group that was NWA affiliated. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, of course, uh, this wonderful new film. That's soon to be uh, getting widescreen released here at the end of 2023 around right just before Christmas. Uh, the movie is The Iron Claw. The biopic based on the uh, life of professional wrestler Kevin Von Erich and the Von Eric family. And Mike. Oh, man. And especially where you're down in the deep in the heart of Texas. Just from a wrestling fan's point of view. I, I'm so excited to see this from the trailer. Uh, I've been just. I mean that that really got me wanting more. I'm very excited for this upcoming film. And Mike, you found a guest, and he's no stranger to wrestling memories. Who um, actually uh, was worked on this film. Well, he's going to be featured. Uh, he's going to be in the film, and he's also worked behind the scenes. So, Mike, I want to let you introduce our wonderful guest today, so we can talk about this film.
1: Yes, like you said, the Iron Claw comes out December 22nd in a nationwide theater release. The world premiere of the Iron Claw was just last night at the time of this recording. Last night in uh, Dallas, I got to watch the red carpet on the uh, local ABC affiliate. I watched the red carpet. Kevin Von Erich, Javo Guerrero, Chris Stratus was there. Uh, you know, uh, Holly and Lacey, uh, Carrie's daughters were there. You know, I can, I can name drop. Our guest was there. I did see a you know glimpse of our guest during the whole thing. So, but yeah, no, the Iron Claw it's big. Everybody in Texas is looking forward to the Iron Claw. I think, like, you know, we might, like, shut the stores down on December 22nd and all that so people can just go to, you know, people take the day off of work. It's going to be like a national holiday or a state holiday so we can go see the Iron Claw. It's going to be a big thing. But, yes, our guest was a, part of the, uh, was a part of the movie. He was also a part of World Class back in the day. So, yes, and as you said, no stranger to rational memories, our guest today is another other than Mr. James Beard. James, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, good to be with you guys. Thank you.
1: Oh, no problem, James. Glad we were finally able to uh get this done here. We had a couple of little technical difficulties to set this up. You know, we'll yeah, you our, we'll let our we'll let our listeners know this is the third time we tried this, so, but hey, we got it together.
2: You're dealing with a technical dummy here. That's what your problem is.
1: Well, no, 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 we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna lay the blame on you. Technology just kinda, you know, it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, yeah. James, we have you. Dude, right. Like I said last yeah. night. Last night you yeah, got to attend the the world premiere of the Iron yeah. Faw. So let's just kind of start uh, off with that.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, it was just an incredible, awesome experience. Um, we got to kind of re- reunite, reunite with uh, a lot of the guys that I worked with on the film and, and a lot of the actors that were in the film. And, and uh, it was really kind of like a family reunion. It's just kind of – it's been a year, you know, and uh, – um everybody was really excited to see each other and and uh and anxious to see the film because most of us had not seen it um most of us had uh, you know we'd seen little bits and pieces and that was about it we kind of had a clue about some of it but you know not not the whole story and that was the first time first experience for us and and uh it was it was an amazing thing i tell you it was Incredible crowd there.
1: Huge crowd there. Well, they broadcast the uh, the, the red carpet on uh, our local ABC affiliate, WFAA. They also did an interview with Kevin earlier tonight. Just for kind of, you know, I threw out some names. Who were some of the people that were there at the premiere? Because like I said, I did see you. There was, you know, did catch you uh, on camera during the, uh, the walkthrough. Obviously, Kevin, uh, Trish was on there, Chavo Guerrero, you know. Yep. what was it like? I Anthony? Mean, it it's kind of a big Hollywood experience yep. for the uh,
2: you know, yep. time. Yeah, that, that it was. Uh, I, I uh, that was that's about the time I went through there. In fact, I I just walked through and Trish came in right behind me. That's the first time I'd, I'd seen her in a year or so, and uh, that was that was obvi- obviously a pleasant thing to see. And uh, um, y- you know, all, all the stars were there: um, Zach, uh, uh, Harrison, all, all of them, everybody. I. I actually sat next to Aaron Dean Eisenberg, who played Rick Flair in the movie, uh, during the movie, and um, you know we kind of got to got to enjoy it together for the first time. He was he was he was actually a part of the last scene I, I filmed there, and it was it was it was nice getting to re, you know kind of re uh, reunite with him as well. It was it was just a, it was just a crazy and fantastic experience.
1: It looked like everybody was having fun. Kevin looked you know, Kevin looked in great health. I have not seen Kevin in a while, so you know he was looking good and, yeah, he yeah, was Kevin. looking
2: happy and all that, talking with everyone. Yeah, Kevin Kevin seems to be in a good place right now. He's Very happy and and uh, seems to be very content. He's he's glad to be back in Texas and and uh, all the families there with him. And, and and it was you know it was good to see all of them too. Some of them I hadn't seen in a long time.
1: Now let's go back away. Like I said, you you worked on this. Let's kind of start from the beginning. How did you get involved with the Iron Claw?
2: Well, it started with I got a phone call from my friend Tim Storm, uh, and he had been talking to Lou Cox, who has been involved in the film industry quite a bit. He you know he also plays a wrestler and promotes uh, a Wildcat in Louisiana. Uh, but he's been doing a lot of uh, of films and tv in the last few years and and uh, uh, he was involved in the casting and 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 he it asked him if I would be interested in, in being in it if he thought I would and I Tim called me and and we talked and I said yeah tell, tell Luke to give me a call I've known Luke a long time and, and uh, Luke called me and kind of told me what the deal was and and uh, the next thing I know I'm, I'm getting information from may 24 which is the production company and I'm doing all the necessary things to get vetted and make sure I'm not a serial killer and all that kind of thing and and um, uh, all that got all the paperwork got done and and I went down there I was there most of most of last November um, and and a little bit in December filming and uh, i I was in several scenes and also helped with uh, with some of the the uh, direction of, of trying to trying to show the guys, you know how uh, this guy would do this and how that guy would do that and that kind of thing. Since I'd been in the ring with all of them, and that, that it, was a, it was a it was a lot of fun, very interesting, um, just a, a very positive experience for me. Um, like I said, the the last scene I did with uh, with Jack Efron. Um, and and Aaron, Aaron was Rick Flair in, in the movie, and and of course Zach was Kevin, and um we did a we did that, that scene film that took just about all day to do it, and and when we got through the scene, I, I got out of the ring, and and uh, Sean Durkin, who was the the uh, director, had them announce that that was my route, that was the last my last scene, and and um, there was a good response from the crew and everybody that was on set, and. And Zach came back out and thanked me, and and uh, which was I thought was very classy, nice thing to do. And uh, that was my experience there. It was, and you know, I've been sitting waiting for the last year to see what the final product is, and finally got to see it last night. It was it was amazing.
1: When they were doing your background check, nothing was that uh, you know, like your association with Gary Young came up, right? You're all good there.
2: <laughs> I kept that out of there. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah i, I can't pay debt and a few other things
1: going into working on though, you hear this from luke Cox and you do all the background going into this we're at a time now where you got shows like dark side of the ring and you got and people want to see you want to dig up the dirt yeah when you're going into this filming were you a little concerned about just exactly what the direction of it was and what they were looking for because Obviously, this movie could just show all the bad, you know. So, was that a concern of yours?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Can't say that I was concerned about it so much. Um, I, I, I was, I was curious what the story was going to be and how they were going to tell it. And, and uh, you know, to be honest, the, the 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 story, the Von Erich story, is really, uh, really, you know, it's got a lot of a lot of exciting, great high points but a lot of downtime. you know a lot of it's a lot of things that, that were tragic and and uh it, it's it's almost like a greek tragedy in a lot of ways and and uh, uh, i was concerned about how it was going to be told but seeing the bits and pieces of script i was getting when we do scenes i kind of got an idea of where they were headed and um as it turns out i was pretty much right on the right on the mark with with what i was thinking and and as it turns out it's really it's really mostly about kevin and and how kevin dealt with being the elder son and and being the one that kind of got bypassed a little bit you know uh, they they took david to the to the top you know he was really planned to be the, the next world champion and and uh, um, probably if he had been that uh, a lot of things in in history might have changed but um you know he he was he was the guy that that, that they picked to to be the be the one and then when david died uh Terry stepped up and he was the next in line and and Ke- kevin kind of got left behind there and um, i mean there were there were reasons for that but but uh you know dealing with it is a whole other situation you know i mean he knew he was he was good in the ring but um it, you know kevin wasn't the the charismatic uh Speaker that that David was, and he didn't have the natural charisma that that Terry had. He was he was just he, I mean, he was great and exciting in the ring, but, but um, there were you know the personality wasn't coming through sometimes, and I think that was that was the thing that held him back a little bit, or what held held people back from giving me that push, and, and he had to deal with that, and then of course all the tragedy. You know, the, the losing the brothers and and uh, and, and you know, it's it just was just a incredible story, really. The problem with it was is you know, how do you make a movie that people want to see when it's uh, so much so much of a downer? And um, I think Sean found a way to make that and turn it into a positive thing. And 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 if you see the movie, you'll see how he did that. He, he really. He really did some things at the end of the movie that that I think uh, were necessary, and also things that that um, turned the movie, kind of brought the movie into focus and and the story into focus, and and made it make sense and made it uh, uh, a lot more positive. Uh, and so I was I was happy, really happy with the way the story was told. Um, obviously, you know, there's things that that uh, aren't. Exactly the way they happened in history, and and those of us who lived it kind of know some of those things. And you can nitpick it if you want to, but but uh, you know you got two hours to tell a, a whole lifetime worth of stories there, and and uh, and I think Sean did a great job of putting it together that way, and, and using some creative license to to make it happen.
1: When he first announced the work on the Aaron Claw, a lot of people online were discussing about oh, well, they talk about this, and when they talk about this, and, you know, if you look at cast list, people are commenting that, you know, they don't see, uh, you know, Chris as a character yeah. in the cast list. Yeah. And everybody kind of picks apart. But like you said, it's, a, it's an entire lifetime in and has to be told in two hours. What I got out of the trailer, though, is that it seems more like, you know, and for our listeners who, you know, might be kind of on the fence, but it, it seems more to me like it's a movie about family, with professional wrestling as the background
2: absolutely it's not a wrestling movie it's got a lot of wrestling in it and and we we i think did a really good job of making that as realistic and believable as possible but uh it's not a wrestling movie it's it's a it's a a story about a family and story about a guy who had to deal with uh, a lot of tragic situations in a family and 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 on top of that you know he he dealt with a, a new relationship uh, and a and marriage, and the kids, and and uh, losing you know losing his brothers and a father who was pretty domineering. Uh, I think they were a little rough on on Fritz, maybe in some situations, but but um, yeah, he he was a he was a gruff, demanding guy. I mean that that's true. Uh, not not necessarily. I think it, I think sometimes it came across a little bit mean spirited, but I don't think he was really that way. It, but regardless, uh, it was a, a, a unique situation for a guy to grow up in and deal with in a family and, and, and do it publicly like he had to. So, you know, the the story's intriguing, and, and, and obviously it's got a lot, of, a lot of drama involved in it, and, and a lot of people are very passionate about the Von Erichs. And, and uh, you know, I, I just think they did a, a great job of telling the story as best you can, and, and then also finding a way to turn it around and, and into a more positive message.
1: What was it like when you're go when you go onto the set and you're doing film? Because in the trailer we see that you know you're the referee for a six man freebird versus Von Erics. What's yeah. it like filming that scene and doing that for the movie when that's exactly what you did in real life back during the territory days?
2: Yeah, that's what it was like. It was like uh, it was like reliving some moments, and we did them just like we would do them live in a, in a regular wrestling match. They didn't use seconds or, or, or uh, extras to do the bumps. They, the actors actually did that, and uh, uh, we made them as, as realistic as possible. Shabo Guerrero was the wrestling coordinator, and he was he was incredible. Um, did an incredible job of putting those things together, and and uh, uh, and you know we just we you know we I gave them all the advice I could give them about how the the guys would act and react, and and uh, and the actors did a great job with that. Of course, the, the guys that played Freebirds were actually wrestlers, so that that helped.
1: Yes, uh, a friend of mine, Silas Mason, was uh, Terry. Bur- I love that. I'm looking forward to going <laughs> to see him play Terry in the movie.
2: Oh yeah, Sil- Silas is a is a one of a kind guy. I tell you, I, I I think a lot of him. He's very talented, and and uh, he, I I spent a good bit of time with him last night. He he's a character. All
1: right, I'm going to pass the mic over to Glenn for the next
0: round of questions. All right, all right. Uh, thank you, Mike. This has been fun listening and you guys chatting about the Iron Claw, the film, talking with James Beard, and. Uh, we talked about, you know, the, uh, the various characters, various people in the Von Eric story that are featured in this movie. But let's talk about the mother, the matriarch, Doris, and her relationship with not only her husband, but her sons and how she was the glue, basically, in this relationship and how she went through so much of that, too, while she was still alive and how even, at the end, how even the strongest glue can, can, can uh, lose its strength. But, boy, Doris, and, and in the movie, does Doris, that character, do they show her as that, that pillar of strength as she had to live through this stuff as well and see her grown boys uh, go through all of these highs and lows? She was kind of, the,
2: uh, in, in the especially in the movie, kind of the spiritual leader of the, of the family. And, uh, uh, and, and she really... Kind of focused on that, and and, and and you know, it was obvious her the, the amount of pain she felt when she was losing her sons and that kind of thing, and but but also keeping the faith that she had, and and um, yeah, she was she was a that 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 role was very uh integral in, in the whole story, and and she was she was definitely kind of the uh anti Fritz part. Uh, she, uh fritz was the the more dominating father who, who you know he was more aggressive more more about wrestling the business and, and promoting that and and she was more about the family and 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 trying to keep keep a little bit of i guess uh spiritual peace in, in, involved in, in the family and and uh she she was she was definitely a big part of that movie for sure
0: mhm mhm yeah, and not only, of course, uh, that.
2: I mean, yeah, and no, also uh, the, the the role of Pam, uh, Kevin's wife, that was a big part of it. uh in, in real life, uh, Pam was she was really the backbone of that family. Still is, and uh, uh, and that and that made that made that point there. She was she was the, she was a very strong person in this in this movie also, and and uh, I thought it was well done, and well really really portrayed them
0: well. And that sounds really good to know that the, the relationships with the the, the women and their lives were, were played out like that because, you know, not only uh, these guys are young men who grew up with a father who was in the business and now they're starting to find these great heights and fame, but... They also had, I guess they were battling that life of being modern-day rock stars, teen idols, but also balancing in as best as they could. It didn't all work for each brother, but they were trying to balance in a family life of their own with Kevin, of course, uh, starting his own family and Carrie soon after. And, of course, they all had their loves, but, I mean, that was a, a hell of a balance because... You know, it's almost like the. It would be like the Beatles in the earlier days when they didn't want to admit that John Lennon was married because all the fans would be upset. But in Texas, these Von Ericks, I mean, this was a whole different level. This was like a top athlete and a teen idol and a rock star all together.
2: Well, they, they definitely were that, all of that, and and uh, it's really hard to explain to someone who wasn't here and didn't live through that and and you know experience just how popular those guys were, but, but, uh, they were absolutely, uh, uh as big as you could get and in, in, in this, especially in this part of the country. And, and, uh, it, you know, that it, was, it, that, that was a lot for them to carry, you know, a lot, a lot of pressure for them. And, uh, um, you know, they made their mistakes for sure. But, uh, it, it you know, you, when you look at it all, it's just amazing, it's amazing how Kevin turned out the way, the way he did, uh, and how, um, I guess at peace and how how level his life is now. It, it, you know, he seems to be very happy with with all of his family around.
0: And that's so great because uh, again, to walk in his shoes, merely uh, just a few steps to know just how much he's endured. But again, having that strength of his own family with his wife and his children, you know, and having that 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 family unit so, so be so solidified. That was kind of uh i guess the uh the good part i mean it, it was the the eye of the hurricane, basically, and you know yeah. with him dealing with all of all of the deaths of his the passings of his brothers and his and his parents i mean there was so yeah. much that he could have just folded up the tent, but i mean it took him a while he found his own journey, and he's still on his own journey, and it's so great that he was. Not only, you know, he's found his way, and he's bound, ba- you know, he's balancing time between Hawaii and what now in Texas. But I mean, he's found his peace and the fact that he went to the movie because it it, it didn't sound like he had a real direct involvement with the film, but him going to the screening and, and talking so highly about the cast, I've I've listened to some interviews with with Kevin here recently. And how he was just so very into and in, plugged into the movie. And that was so very uplifting to know too, because it could have went a whole nother direction. It, things could have went south real fast. But again, that's a token of what this movie is all about, for, for, for Kevin to, to take it and and to rave about it. That that's the biggest critic right there because that was his life.
2: I, I talked to Kevin and, 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 and most of the family members, actually. I, I Just about all of them at one time or the other about this. and A lot of them last night. And, and they're all very content with the movie. I mean, obviously they know that there's some of the things in there that, that weren't exactly the way things happened. And the time frames of some things didn't mesh with what really happened at that time. And there were some things left out. But... Uh, you know, I think overall the story itself was told and told well, and I think
1: they're happy with that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to remind people that it's not a television series. It's not a documentary. They're trying to get as much of the good stuff as they can. And and some things end up falling. It's it's you watch any biopic and that that happens. But I think it's curious. Just I'm very curious to see some of these guys. uh, You you guys you and Mike touched on it uh, who who were playing some of the other people uh, in the wrestling territory at the time. I mean, one of which when this movie was being filmed that drew a lot of attention. Was Maxwell Jacob Friedman being added to the cast as playing yeah. Lance Von Eric? But there was other guys in here. know Chavo not only was helping out behind the scenes, but he ended up playing the Sheik. There's guys playing Gino Hernandez. What was your overall thought? I mean, about those guys as far as um, you know the look, the whole thing as far as when in relation to the movie. What do you think of their work as well? Because, again. Not only the Von—they Va- got to hit the brothers, but they got to have, to a degree, these these guys that were such an integral part of of the Von Erichs' success and and part of their lives. Like you mentioned, the guy who played uh, Ric Flair, Aaron Dean Eisenberg. I mean, there's a guy playing Harley Race, and there's a lot of interesting elements in this film.
2: Yeah, well, mo- most of most of those appearances were fairly brief in, in the movie. Sure, I mean there there's a there's a good bit about you know with the with the Freebirds there. those scenes, and then the thing the Fairly long scene with with Ric Flair. Uh, the the deal with Lance is not a big deal made out of it. In fact, if you didn't know, I don't. That, they didn't really mention who it was. It just, it just if you knew the story, then you'd know that was Lance. But otherwise, you probably wouldn't know. And uh, um, uh, as far as Harley, you know the, that that I, I sit. My wife actually sat right next to the guy that played played Harley.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, <clears throat> And and you know, he, he actually actually looks a little like Harley you know, <laughs> um, in the face. You know, does. but yeah, the most of most of those were kind of like cameo of appearances, and sure. Just to get the story across, they're very brief in the ring for the most part. Um, and a lot of you know, wrestling people will probably make a big deal out of it, but I think everybody did. I think everybody who played those roles did a good job of it, and 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 you know look reasonably like them the, the three birds the, those three guys they it was shockingly like them <laughs> um, so it, it was good and, and aaron when he did the especially when you're doing flair interview in the in the movie he was right on with that stuff so it, and and so it, it, it was pretty impressive how they got to all that and and uh um, you know shabo got deserves a lot of credit for that and and I was able to help with some of that, and it was it was it was fun. It was really fun to see these guys make those other guys come to life.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, this movie is uh, definitely going to be, um, I guess, experiencing a little momentum from uh, one of the actors. You know, some of these actors in the cast. I mean, most notably Jeremy Allen White, who plays the role of Carrie. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeremy had a hell of a lot of success uh, with with this uh, Hulu uh, series on Hulu, The Bear, or FX and Hulu, The Bear. He also was on yeah. Shameless. This is a guy that is a really one of the rising stars in, in Hollywood. And of course, Zac Efron already brings with him a, a, a decent track record. But to see these guys who I, you've seen them in different roles and stuff take on when I saw that these guys were announced to be part of the cast, you was initially skeptical, but then I sort of kept following what was going on with 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 whatever pictures were leaked out and stuff they were starting to convince me and the the level of work that those guys put in to not only playing these characters but also i mean they were in good shape to begin with but getting into von eric shape again that's another level as well so again it goes beyond just mere acting these guys are like masters of their own craft
2: well i mean you're not going to find a carry von eric out there who's an actor probably and 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 uh you know the if you, if you overlook the differences in size and that kind of thing, which it really was about the story. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you know, that, that, that's one of those things I know a lot of people are, have been talking about since the very beginning of when this thing was announced and who was going to be in it and that kind of thing. That You know, Jeremy Allen White is, is so much smaller than a guy than Kerry and, and, uh, and Zach's not a tall guy. And, and you know, it, it's, it's all true. They're not. And, and but uh, they did an incredible job, uh, not only in the acting but in, in the wrestling part, wrestling scenes. And and uh, I, I think I think if you if you don't go in there, you know, with that, that uh, mindset that I, you know I'm just not going to like this because they don't look like these guys,
0: uh, then I think you're going to really hmm. Isn't it like a isn't it like a wrestler to make him believe? But now you have the actor playing the wrestler to make him believe, which yeah. I think is is yeah. wonderful yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in and of itself. I'm going to bring the grizzled Mike McCurdy back in because I know this gentleman has questions upon questions uh, about this great film coming up. And I know he's got more in the in the canon. Mike, take it away, my friend.
1: I'd like to talk about Chavo for a, a few minutes, if you don't mind, James. Uh, obviously, you know I'm sure he's worked with Chavo many times over there, and obviously Chavo is a member of another very famous, you know, Texas family. But he's kind of gotten evolved into. He's done the work with Iron Claw. Uh, he worked with the Glow Girls for the Netflix series. He's done Young Rock. Right. What was it like working with Chavo in this role now? Not because obviously you know not just as a wrestler, but basically as he said, kind of a he referred to it as a choreographer. Cause you're not teaching the guys how to wrestle, you're kind of showing them how to take couple bumps, but then you're showing them how to do the, the moves to make it look right. Yeah, how he, he talk so about he, doing that? What was the light like work on him?
2: Yeah, he he worked he worked with some of the the actors earlier on, trying to you know teaching them some basic things that, that they would need to, to do in the movie to in order to do the spots and things, and then then, help, then he helped coordinate the the, uh, the spots that set themselves. Uh, Chavo was great to work with. Uh, I've worked with Chavo before in, in real wrestling situations, and of course, I worked with all of his family. And um, uh, it, it was it was actually a, a blessing, and, it, and 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 he he gave me a, a lot of uh, opportunities to contribute, which I appreciated. Um, we 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 had a pretty close relationship during the movie. Uh, in fact. When it was all over with the very last night after after i left the the the, the set for the last time um Chalbo, myself and hero kota who was the uh, stunt director uh we all went out just the three of us and and enjoyed an evening uh, just just kind of because we were working so closely together that whole time and and um, it, it was it was a lot of fun and 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 i really you both of those guys uh uh was Chalbo, Just a great guy. I I enjoyed working with
1: him. You mentioned that, obviously, this isn't, you know, some some things have been changed. You've got to change some things for, you know, dramatic effect or for storyline. Not everything is going to be exact. When you're in there and working on the movie, and then, like, you know, when you're actually getting to watch the movie last night, which I believe you said was for the first time, was there a part of your mind where you're watching it going, no, that didn't happen? but you have to stop yourself because you know that, okay, this is a dramatic because I would say, you know, watching what you experience in real life and seeing a movie version of it, there might be that part where you go, well, that didn't happen. No, that's not right. But yeah, Yeah. go through that process a little bit. Yeah.
2: There were, there were moments in there when, when I, 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 there were things that I knew, you know, I personally knew didn't happen exactly that way or at that time. Uh, And, 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 you know, if you were around, most of us who were around know those things. And, and, um, and yeah, that, that was the first, that's the first thought. And then, then you realize, no, this is just, this is a movie, man. You gotta, you gotta quit thinking that way. You know, it's, it's kind of like me watching wrestling these days. I, 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 I can't hardly watch it because I want to be so critical about it. And, and, um, you know, that's kind of the way it was with the movie because I've lived that life and been there and saw those things and experienced a lot of them and knew those guys. And, uh, yeah, there, there, were, there were things in the movie that, that uh, you know, I immediately my immediate thought was mm, that didn't happen like that, you know, or, or uh, you know, this didn't look this way or it didn't happen at this time you know, because they had to condense some things and had to change some things in order for it to fit with the movie. And, and, uh, and you know, the movie is 147 minutes as it is. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to, to expand on that and keep anybody's attention for very long.
1: That's a, that's a long one, geez. Which yeah. is a good thing, though. That means that, you know, the director took the time and put it together to be able to tell the story and didn't just you know, slap it together and say, yeah, an hour and 40-minute runtime. we're good,
2: we're done. That's a good runtime. Yeah, yeah, a know, run it's, time. yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a little longer than a typical movie, but uh, there's a lot to tell there. And uh, uh, like I said, there, there were things that had to be left out and things that had to be changed and things that had to be condensed in order to get the whole story in. Uh, just, you just couldn't, you know, you just couldn't do it all. I mean, just like they didn't even mention really uh, – uh, Carrie's family, uh, you know, Kathy and the girls or anything they, were, they weren't even brought up in the movie. Um, yet, you know, they were obviously a big part of the life and a big part of, 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 uh, how things happened with Carrie. Uh, but you know, they had to, they had to condense some way. And you know, there's a big, a lot of big, a lot of, a lot of talk about, you know, why wasn't Chris in the movie and that kind of thing. Well, That was another one of those time restraint things. And and not only that, but, uh, uh, you know, dealing with one more tragic death would have been just almost like overkill. I mean, it's just almost hard to believe it really happened that way in real life anyway. You you should think about it. You got six boys and five of them are dead. And all five were uh, died too young and, and, and in
1: shocking ways,
2: you know. And, and, uh, you know, (laughs) just adding another one to the list was, it it was almost like, you know, I can't punish the audience anymore. You know, they've already, they've been punished enough, and we got to find a way to get out of this and and leave some kind of positive message. And uh, I think that's, that was Sean's thinking when he, when he made the movie. and, And I think he did a great job of that.
1: The overall, you know, obviously this movie, the first base audience of this film is going to be wrestling fans. They're going to want to see it. It's the Iron Claw. And we know here in Texas, it's going to be, like I said, I I think, you know, businesses might shut down. So their employees can go see, you know, the Iron Claw the day it comes out. I know Texas, I've had people talking to me. Oh, have you heard about the movie? Oh, what do you think about the movie? Now, talking about those people, you just mentioned Chris isn't in this. And we know in the timeline there's going to be a big spot that's going to be missing because we know the timeline of how each event happens. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be kind of a detriment to film? Because there are going to be those wrestling fans that are going to be like, "Why is he not in this?
0: They cut
1: him out. They didn't do this." Do you see well, that might be kind of a problem for the film?
2: And you know, you know, wrestling fans. If, 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 if oh, god, yes. Want to- Especially the smart marks, they're 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 going to nitpick every little detail they can they can find, and and you know it, it's, it's really not like I said it's really not a wrestling movie. It's not what it is, and and, and your know, wrestling fans are going to be curious about it because the wrestling fans, and because uh, in Texas you're you, they were Von Eric fans or Freebird fans or whatever, but they're they're interested in it because they're they they, they were interested in wrestling, and and are probably going to be some that are going to look at it and go, you know, that didn't happen that way, or this happened, that happened, you know. And, and a lot of the things that they they think they know, they probably don't know anyway, you know. But um, uh, that's just, it's, it's not really a wrestling movie. And it's not, that's not what, I don't even think Sean was thinking about gearing it toward a wrestling fan base. I think, he's, I think he tried to make a movie about a, a family, you know, that, that had a tragic situation. And and uh, and lived, you know, their lives in the public, and, and and had some, you know, great things happen to them, and some horrible things happen to them, and and somehow one of them survived and is doing well.
1: I've had a chance to talk with Kevin on a couple of different occasions and do interviews with him, and one thing he's always talked about, no matter what question I ask him, no matter what question, did he always wants to talk about his brothers? Always wants to talk about family. And we've always heard him say that don't consider him, oh, poor Kev. Consider him lucky Kev. Yeah. You got a chance to see him, you know, talk to him during this. You saw him last night at the premiere. Does that come across with this, with the film and all that? Does You know, how does the yeah. family, after they, what was the family react to it? Cause that Kevin was there. Holly and Lacey were there, I believe. Um, so yeah. family was there. What was kind of their reaction to it? And is Kevin still in that, you know, that he's still lucky, Kev? Because I think that's great. All this tragedy and he still considers himself a lucky guy.
2: Absolutely. I think Kevin feels himself being very blessed that he's there, that he's got his family with him. And I think he was uh, he seemed to be very uh, supportive of how the movie portrayed him and uh, and his family. Uh, and I think, I think the most of the family members feel the same way. You know, all the ones I talked to, you know, I talked to talked to Ross last night a little bit and, uh, talked to Holly and, and, uh, Lacey briefly and, 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 uh, Kristen and, uh, and Kathy and Carrie's, Carrie's wife and, 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 you know, but I think, I think the universally they're, they're pretty pleased with everything. And, and, um uh, and they understand, you know, that, that there had to be some things left out and changed in order to make the movie. And, and uh, I, I don't I don't I think Kevin feels like uh, life has been good to him. And, and uh, you know, he's always been that way, you know, ever since I, every time I talk to him, that's how he feels, you know. And and, um, and you know, I wrote, Kevin and I rode together quite a bit at one time and, and just the two of us and. And I, you know, I saw a different side of him then, and that that was several years that way way back, you know. And and um, he he he's a very uh, introspective kind of guy, and and uh, you know I, I think he really really uh, appreciates the fact that that uh, he had the strength and and the personal fortitude to to survive when. You know some of
1: them just couldn't do that. you done all the work on the film you filmed you did the the scenes like I said they, I think you're credited as sportatorium referee um, right. in the in the credit um, you work with these guys that played the guys going back to the premiere last night, you said this is like the first time you saw the film when you're sitting here, you're on that screen that first time. not only is it you know, you're playing the referee, but you are playing you. You're, there's not somebody else playing you. What was it kind of like to see yourself on the big screen and be like, okay, I'm playing me in this movie?
2: Uh, well, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, of course, I've, it, it, in one, one respect, I'd seen myself on TV for nearly 40 years now, so that, that wasn't that big a deal to see myself on a screen, but uh, on a movie – yeah, it was it was different, and and uh, uh, you know, I, you, you you look at yourself, you go, you know, I, I I wish I were more handsome and whatever. I don't know, you know, the crazy stuff, you know, that you think when you're watching it because you're probably watching you more than anybody else is, um, and and uh, you know, it, it, it was it was it was a little odd, you know, because the crowd was responding to things, and. Uh, it, And and you know when when the credits roll and you see your name on a movie you know on on a movie credits thing it it, it's uh, that's really kind of surreal to be honest with you you know it was freaking awesome
1: (laughs) now why didn't they put any money in the budget though to give you to give you that luxurious hair you had back in the day you know was was there just like a little budget constraint you know
2: (laughs) I should have I should have demanded that.
1: I mean, they got everybody else to look like you know. Let's, let's go back to '80s James Beard with that gorgeous
2: hair to hair you had back. In the- well, maybe, maybe I, you know. I, I kind of looked at my role there when I was doing it. I'm, I'm not just playing myself. I'm really kind of representing all the guys that were referees at Sportatorium during those those times. And and uh, you know, I, I don't think I, I my role wasn't uh, <laughs> obviously not a, a, a centric role in, in the movie. It, it was just. Uh, it was a supporting thing, which is kind of what it is in wrestling. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a supporting actor and I don't, I don't mind that at all, but, uh, I, you know, I, I, I was very pleased with, with uh, what we accomplished and, and how we made the, the wrestling look like it looked. And, and I, I believe, I believe we did as good a job at that as, as, as it could, but it could have been done. And the main thing was it, it looked real. And, and I, I think, I think, I don't think wrestling fans are going to poop on it or anything for that.
1: I know I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm going to go into the theater. My son wants to go with me. I'm going to have to turn off, you know, history head here, or else I'm going to be like, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I don't want to do that. I want to go in and watch this movie to see it as it is. Um, Is there any other publicity things coming up for the movie leading into the premiere or uh, the release in December? Or yeah, I, was the yesterday
2: War Premiere kind of it? Yeah, I'm sure there will be. I, I don't know. I haven't haven't heard of anything yet in particular. I I intend to go and watch it. You know, with family and friends when it comes out the regular theaters, and and uh, I'm going to try to relax and watch it. You know, just just as a movie fan when I do, and and, and I'm looking forward to being able to do that again because uh, you know I, I really I really think that's the way you have to approach this film and look at it. If even if you're a wrestling fan or a wrestling historian or or, or whatever you know, I think I think if you look at it that way, you're going to really enjoy it, and it's it's going to it's going to get you.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that, and like I said, I'm looking forward to this. Now, besides the movies, though, you know, you're still active in the uh, you know kind of in the biz, on Can we just update mm-hmm. our listeners exactly you know what you're doing now? Because I mean, your name pops up. I mean, you're always working with different groups. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm I'm working with a group called TSW in, in Dallas, and we're typing some uh, stuff now. We have got a lot of things going on, and and building a a, a promotion there that I think is going to going to do some things in the next year or so, and and uh, I'm I'm excited about that. And and uh, I also work with a, a, a training group in Louisiana UWE, which the Danny Davis is a friend of mine who who trains some guys. There's about 20 guys uh, that he's working with. And, and I go down there about once a month and, and help them and, and just kind of, kind of giving them some guidance and that kind of thing and help them, help them put their shows together. And, and, uh, uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still, uh, as active as I I want to be. I, I, uh, i uh, you know, gotten involved really with, uh, uh, Tragus, there's Hall of Fame in, in Iowa, and, and Iowa, and that's a kind of a passion of mine. And, and, of course, cauliflower alley and that, and, and those guys and, and uh, you know I'm 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 staying busy. I'm trying to finish this second book. I'm gonna get it done in the next month or so, and uh, um, and you know we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I'm i you know it, it's like kind of like Akbar told me one time. You you can't really once you're really in the wrestling business, you can't retire from. If you either die or, or quit getting booked, and so far people keep calling me so I'm you know I I guess you know I guess I'm still as active
1: as I need to be in it well you mentioned just mentioned the second book coming up I did not know that was on the table I'm looking forward to reading that love the first one Uh, I'm gonna extend an invitation now we'll have you back on when that book comes out to kind of promote that and talk more about that that's always fun. but if you don't mind I want to ask you just one quick question to wrap this up Glenn and I mentioned it uh, at the beginning of the show you used to work with the NWA. Bruce Darf was part of it. What is kind of your take on the situation that just kind of exploded online in the last uh, time Was the I, NWA? You know, all
2: I, yeah, all I know really about it is what I've read. I haven't really, uh, I didn't see it and I, I haven't really talked to anyone about it. I, I, you know, Tim Storm and I are very close friends and, and he still, he works with them and, and, and I haven't, haven't spoken to him about it yet. Uh, you know, from what I read and, and all, I, if if you want me to be totally honest, I think it's a a, a lot of talk about nothing. Uh, if 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 you think about if you think about all the distasteful things that that uh, some of the major promotions have done in the in the name of wrestling in the last few years, and and then to look at that, uh, to me that's you know that's kind of. You know, it's not—it's just not that big a deal. You know, I don't think. Yeah, it, but you know, I get it that you know the people are gonna—they're gonna pile on everything that they get a chance to pile on. Uh, Billy's usually pretty good about keeping his finger on the pulse of things, and and uh, I'm surprised that he, he would let something happen that that even would remotely give him a problem like this. But um, you know, hopefully. Hopefully it'll pass and they'll go ahead and get their opportunity. I think, I think there's room and the need for the NWA to be on TV and being to be exposed. Uh, I, I like basically a lot of the things that Billy's done and, 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 and I'm a, I'm, I'm an NWA guy. Uh, I always have been, always will be. And, uh, um, I, you know, I really hope that, that, uh, that they'll find a way to get by this and have some success on, on a network TV show.
1: All right. Well, James, I'd like to thank you for joining us. And once again, you know, the Iron Claw, December 22nd uh, in theaters everywhere. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Glenn's looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be a great film just from what I've seen in the trailer. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Glenn, I'm going to pass the mic back over.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And a big thank you to our guest, James Beard. And of course, you've been listening to Rasslin' Memories on Pioneer 90.1. So long for now.